So today I want to talk about human sexuality because, of course, we're going through Genesis and it addresses um, this um, topic. So um, human sexuality is primarily for reproduction. It's to reproduce. Um, of course, with uh, humans, we, we find it quite enjoyable. And, uh, but this is the way of nature. And so um, we need to be honest with ourselves about human sexuality. So I have some questions I would like to ask and see what um, you think. Is having both male and female humans the only way to naturally reproduce? Has marriage been a part of humanity for all of its recorded history? Do people long for sexual relationships? Now, I think the answers to that are clear. And we must consider why that is. So according to the Bible, God created humans, both male and female. So in Genesis 2, 8 through, I mean 2, 18 through 20 says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam um, called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave all names to all the cattle and to the fowl and of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found to help me for him. Now, we can't lose track of where this is in the biblical story because this happens right at the beginning. And after God creates humans in chapter 1, at the very end of chapter 1, verse 31, he, God pronounces that it is very good. And when he created humans, he created them male and female. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female, created he them. And so we see this, that God created man in his image, but man is both male and female. And I know that feminists have hated that using man for women, but in old times, man meant, could mean the male, but it also could generally just mean uh, humanity. We we would say humanity, and I kind of use that not to offend people, but humanity is both male and female. And so there's this close connection, this really close connection that um, uh, we have because um, the, the requirement for male and female functions, humanity can't survive without them. That's, that's a fact. Whether you believe in God or not, the fact is, is humans would not survive. There would be no humanity if there was no male and female. The Bible just affirms this. Now, in Genesis 22, 21 through 25, and it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh there flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And I want us to particularly listen to this part. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. They shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed you hear some crunching in the background, it's my daughter's dog chewing on her bone. 
So what we read here is called natural revelation. Natural revelation is that which everybody can see no matter where they live or what time period they have lived in. And so the Bible talks about um, man being made male and female, and that's not new revelation. In other words, the Bible's not telling something that is new. This was from the beginning, um, from the beginning. And so, um, on, because only humans can re reproduce, this was necessary for them to be that way from the very beginning. And they, when they reproduce, they make a family. Um, and I'm telling you, if we can't understand that humans are male and female, that's how they reproduce. That's how we have families. That's how we were designed to be. We've all gone mad. It's, we've, we, we have no, nothing to stand on, no foundation to stand on. We can't even trust our eyes. We can't even trust natural processes, um, what's called natural revelation. Um, and here's the thing that people will get kind of messed up. The Bible does not create reality. It records reality. Um, the reason we know, I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us to believe in God because the Bible tells us there's a God. In fact, the Bible tells us to believe in a God because of what we see in creation. So the Bible doesn't create reality. And one way I can illustrate this, another way I hope this kind of makes sense is there may be court records. Court records are brought in and a, a, a prosecutor you know, and a defending attorney and judges and jury are all brought in for murder. Now, someone doesn't go out and commit a murder so that all of this stuff becomes accurate. No, it's the reason there's this whole process of records about a murder is because there was a murder. The reason the Bible records human sexuality because that's the way God created it. So while the Bible, um, I'm sorry, so what we need to understand is the bonding of male and female's natural revelation, but the Bible even goes on and provides greater revelation, which is called special revelation. And that revelation is not that this happened by any other cause, but that God, it is the way God designed us from the beginning. We were designed to be this way from the beginning. And, uh, G oh I, so let's ask some questions about that. We need to ask why has every culture um, had marriage? Why do people feel compelled to commit to one another for for life? Why do or at least for a long period of time in their mind it's forever? Why do we get hurt by infidelity? Why does that bother us? Why isn't that you know, you could have a child and run off and, I mean, get someone pregnant, run off and find someone else or or leave a, a woman goes off and leaves a husband for somebody else. That's very hurtful to humanity. Um, how come people stay together long after their children are raised? The obvious answer to this is we are designed by God this way. And Jesus even affirms the male and female relationship as not the as not the creation of the Bible, but God's design. He said this in Mark 10, 6 through 9. It says, but from the beginning of creation, not from the beginning of the word of God, the recorded word of God, 
But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall twain be one flesh, so that they are no more twain or two. That's what that word means. But one flesh. Wherefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Jesus says, this is the way God created humanity. And so... Um, this is the way it's the world is intended to be, but don't get discouraged yet. <laughs> we got to go through a little more pain before we get to where we need to be, but we do live in a broken world. And deep down inside, I think we all know that what we have discussed is true. However, we know that things in the world do not always go as planned. According to the Bible, death, um, death entered into the world because of our sin. And because of our sin, God had to have some consequences for us. And part of the consequences for God to allow some entropy or dysfunction into the world so that the world is not functioning exactly how God had originally intended it. Now, um, what I'm about to say I know is hard for some to face, for I think all of us to face. And I do want to be sensitive about it, but we can't avoid the truth. The thing, the fact is, is some, even though God designed us to be male and female, become one flesh, reproduce children, and become a family, some people will not find a spouse. Um, that's just the truth. They will never find a spouse. And it's for various reasons um, I knew of a young man who had Down syndrome, and he liked this girl very much. And he wanted he went wanted to give her a ring, but she didn't want to accept it. She didn't want to hurt his feelings, but there was she was not going to marry him. And you know that's just unfortunate that um, he's faced with that situation. Then there's dysemic people who have a hard time with relationships, and it may be very difficult for them to find a spouse. And then there's people who have physical um, maybe they're not physically attractive or there are some physical problems with them. And I think that's really sad that people can't see through that, but some people aren't going to find a spouse because of it. Um, and then there's those with same-sex attraction that they struggle with uh, being attracted to the opposite sex, so they too are going to be um, struggling. And I know that deeply upsets some people. You mentioned same-sex attraction, homosexuality, and people just get all inflamed. But I don't understand why, if I say a, dis, um, a dysemic person may have a hard time finding a spouse, and someone else who has some other problems, and no one, no one wants to cancel that out, but then they will cancel out the fact that uh, homosexuality is a problem too. And this is where I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm trying to identify that there are these problems that go against the ways of nature from the very beginning, from its very creation. I mean, even if you don't believe in God, in evolution, you still need, the way evolution works is that it's brought us to the place that you have a male and female person that have to reproduce. And if, even if it's evolution that made success feel that we need to get married and all that, it's still a natural process. However you believe, then Special Revelation says it's of God. Special Revelation says 
No, it's a by chance evolution. And that is not, you cannot prove that. Um, that's only a theory. And I don't want to get off on that. Sorry if I started it. But let's get back to where we need to be. What we're talking about is natural revelation. It tells us this is the way things are supposed to be. And so there is an answer to this. And um, we first we have to realize that um, that we need to recognize that not all things are good, like they're not the way they're supposed to be. Uh, they're outside of natural functions. And so what we need to do is we need to come up with cures or tools to deal with these things, like depression, blindness, autism, Down syndrome, gender dysphoria, same-sex attraction, and I could go on and on and on with this list. These are all things that we know that that's not the way things were designed to function. And so we need to recognize then that there needs to be um, healing here. And Jesus um, is bring, brings that answer. Jesus came to bring his kingdom and he said his kingdom was all about healing. In Matthew 4.23, Jesus said, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. So John the Baptist was the one who proclaimed that Jesus was the Messiah. And as the Messiah, he believed that Jesus would come and set up his rule. But John found himself in jail and figured out, why am I in jail if Jesus is supposed to be ruling? So he sent his disciples to Jesus. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew eleven four through 5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. So the conclusion is, we may not all be cured today or tomorrow, but the promise that Jesus gives is that one day we will be cured, whether it's after we die or when he comes again. But for now, each Christian must do their part in bringing about love, healing, and cures to all human conditions. When it comes to sexuality, the standard is God created us male and female, and that each one of us is, and that we are to become one flesh and reproduce offspring. And outside of that divine union, outside of that way God created it, the way of natural revelation um, should be seen as something that needs healing. And the first step in, in a journey to being healed is to accept that there is a need to be healed. Then we need to embrace that Jesus can and does help our needs. Sometimes with cures and other times with hope, comfort, peace, and courage to face the days and knowing that God loves us and that um, he's there for us and there is resolution, there is an end to these problems. And the more we embrace Jesus, the more we love Jesus and find our identity in him and we find the peace in him, we are going to have greater joy that he promises ever. Now, I hope 
that you will think about this and not just get emotional about it. You will meditate on it. You will look into the Bible for yourself. And uh, I hope that um, it helps you in some way. That's, that's my goal. It's not just to teach, but I know this one thing for in my living that everything is won and lost in the mind. If you do not have the right mindset, you will fail. If you, if you want to overcome problems, troubles, and trials, it's going to be because you have the right mindset. Thanks again for watching today. I hope that, or listening on my podcast, I hope that it's been um, a good time. I hope you've learned something. And I know some things are painful for all of us, but it's something we must face. And so I hope that you do it with great anticipation of blessings. Have a great day. I love you. God bless.